This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. I'll have to say Sean Hamilton and Jim Spence one week. I, I, I know that. I'm I really should give, the, give, the, give his, the editor his due. No, no, I, <laughs> I know my place, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, we're all here, and we've got a, we've got a Betfred Cup final to, to look forward to. Cup final on our patch one. The last one would have been between our teams. It would have been 2014, wouldn't it? Can't think of another one since. Yeah, I suppose it would have been. Yeah, time flies, eh? When you're enjoying yourself. Anyway, how are you feeling? <laughs> how are you feeling about it, Jim? How? What's your? What's your? Uh, what's your vibes? Are you? You getting good vibes for Saints before we get into predictions and things like that? Can I mean? There's a yeah. the, cynic, the cynics and there's there's half class fool people out there that I've been speaking to saying Saints have peaked too soon. They shouldn't have had. They shouldn't have had that performance no, against no, Mother no, no, last no, Saturday. Nonsense! Nonsense! They've absolutely peaked perfectly. <laughs> I think they've, they've, you know, they've run into kind of um, a, a perfect kind of vein uh, just at the right time. I mean, I, I, I'm delighted, um, you know, to, to to see that great result they had at the weekend. And, and I have to say, Eric, I'm actually I'm very confident about this without being overly confident. We know we know they we know that they've got the beatings of Livingston. We know that. Um, you know, this is not. I mean, if they were going to a cup final against Celtic or, or Rangers, it, it, it might be different. But you know, you would take St Johnston on their day to have the ability to beat anyone uh, in, in the league and to match anyone in the league because we know they can do that. That's you know that that's been playing this season. I mean, you know, had they. We know all the stuff about had they turned goals, uh, you know, and had they turned into goals, all the fine football they've played, then they'd have been a bit third or fourth, but they're not. But we know that on their day when they're crisp and when they're at it, as, as they say in football parlance, that they can beat anyone. And I think, you know, the, the way they won that really handsome victory against Motherwell, a 3-0 uh, win down there, and a double from Melamed, which which I thought was delightful, albeit one was from the spot. Um, I think sees them peaking at just a perfect time. And I, I am very confident, without being overly confident, I am very confident that if, if, you know, if Callum gets his tactics right, which I'm absolutely sure he will, and if Saints are up for it, which I'm absolutely sure they will be, then I think Saints will be, be bringing the League Cup back to um, uh, to Perth. The only problem is I'll not be on top of that bus again. But that, that's, you know... <laughs> uh, that, that, maybe, maybe, at late, that. maybe at a later date, Jim. You never know. <laughs> maybe at a later know. date. That's right. But no, I, I think um, I think yeah, we Nicola to hurry perfect. along for you, Jim. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I put in a personal request. Will she still be there by then? I don't know. Yeah, bit of, bit um, of satire no. there, folks. Anyway, yes. <laughs> no, I mean uh, they have they have just peaked. I think at a perfect time. That was a great one the weekend. Um, I mean, you know, we know that there are obvious things depending on injury and how the how he aligns the team up and all the rest of them. I think they go into it with a huge amount of confidence and I think that you know fans of clubs outside of probably the big two fans of all clubs go into cup finals with a, a sense of trepidation <laughs> if you set your stall out as they say with that kind of oh we're not going to win this then you feel you know you don't feel so bad if you lose but I really genuinely think Saints are in with a terrific shout um, and, and I, I think they'll bring the cup home I do well there Sean you're, you're, you're a man that's prone to a bit of, pe- a bit of- Bit of pessimism, aren't you? Or are you gonna you quite as you quite as gung ho as James? Private Fraser. <laughs> Do you know what? It's such a it's such a difficult one for me because look, I, I almost don't I don't want to acknowledge the fact that actually I feel pretty confident about this. 
and, and I have and I have done for a while, but it feels like by acknowledging it, I'm 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 killing it. You're letting in the the jinx. Exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. I've I've hit the hope button, and that's it. We're doomed. Listen, if this was if if Paul Starrick was the manager, goodness knows. I mean, he would he would be he would he wouldn't be having he wouldn't be letting us speak like this. He'd 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 have no. had somebody's lucky coat on. He'd have been oh, doing yeah. this that or the other, you know. But let's. None of these things matter, Sean. You know, Johnson didn't win the cup final because Stevie May had the number 17 on his back. You know, all these things, they, they, they're fun, the omens and all the rest of it. It's, it's, it is going to be about the strengths of the two teams. Like Jim said, the tactics of the managers, the form, how they perform on the day, do they freeze, all these sort of things. But as far as the peaking, the peaking too soon bit goes, it's not... A week before isn't peaking too soon, is it? You know, that's that's keeping momentum going, isn't it? That's being exactly in form at the right time, surely. It is, and 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 you can actually, you look at the form since the turn of the year, and it's it's kind of been building in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I mean, you could still argue that I, I don't think we've peaked yet. I think this is a team that's spent the first half of the season not really doing itself justice a lot of the time. Um, and I mean, we spoke an awful lot about about the level of control that they had in games, which was which was really high, but they weren't translating that into points or goals actually for for, for a lot of it. Um, since the turn of the year, they've they've seemed to have found a way to do that, uh, and and it's building for me. I'm not I'm not concerned that it's peaked. I think if anything, we're we're still working towards that. Um, I mean, if you look at the results since the turn of the year, I mean, they've only lost two games. And those are to Rangers and Celtic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, both, both narrow, both narrow. Both narrow, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one uh, nil at Ibrox, and then and then two one Celtic at McDermott. Having, having Celtic haven't been behind in that one. Um, so for me, it's it's going in the right direction, and and timing wise with a cup final on Sunday, I think it's it's absolutely where you would want it to be, and. In terms of the personnel and the, and the tactics that St Johnston are utilising at the moment, I, I, I've got to say again, this is where this confidence comes from. I just I look at it and I think they look like a team that's that's fig- they've, they've figured themselves out. Well, I was going to say, Sean. I mean, the one th- the one word I would use to describe the performance or th- or the look of the team at Motherwell there was would be balance. It just felt it just felt like all the cogs were in the right. Right places, you know, square pegs, square round holes, all all that sort of stuff. And it just felt, you know, I like the formation now. I prefer this. Now we'll come to this in a minute. Where I mean, he, he's got to, he's got to decide first of all. He he has two formations now, Callum Davidson, and it seems to be he plays the sort of the three, if you want. Well, it's one with the two sort of dropped off it, and the two central midfielders. He plays that against the old firm, and possibly Aberdeen and he's been playing the other system against the sort of the rest although he did he played it in he played it in the, uh, the semi-final as well I mean that just this, this the, the two up front or one with one off it Melamed and Kane it's what he played against Livingston it's what he played against Kilmarnock I believe as well and it's certainly what he played against Motherwell and to me I would be I think that's how he has to set up on on Saturday and it, on Sunday, sorry. And it just felt it, where it really it where it really felt right was in the middle of the park. We you had with with Liam Craig sitting deepest, 
and you were all of a sudden you were allowing Ali McCann to to really link up in attack, and of course David Wotherspoon in a similar position, and that just Jim, that just it just feels it feels it feels like it works, it feels right. Yeah, um, uh, and I don't see any reason why we'll go to we'll go to the potential changes he could make, but that. Do you feel does, does that strike you as a as a, a well balanced team as well? Well, there's only one thing I, I would say there. I'm just waiting on the advent of something that I read yesterday that apparently Pep Guardiola is 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 is, is moving towards or even playing now, and that is the double false number nine. You know, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I just I, I just stop and think a wee bit about that. The double false number nine. I thought, I wonder who Callum's double false number nine is. No, you know what? I I think um. Sean's right to be confident, albeit quietly confident. Um, Eric, you made a good point, I think, about the, you know, the <clears throat> the, the shape and how and how we can change it against, particularly the old firm. Um, I I kind of sense that you you're, you only get this now and again in football because it's so hard to build a team these days. You know, guys come on short term contract, loan deals, and all the rest of that. I kind of get the sense that Callum Davidson is on the verge of creating something pretty unique here. This is a side, I think yourself, that you used, or Sean used the, the, the term there, balance. And there is, there's a lovely balance about this. There's a lovely balance, I think, in terms of age, experience. We know that Tommy Wright previously brought the age um, well down. But there's a lovely balance, I think, between uh, players that have got a lovely kind of touch on the ball, a lovely feel for the ball, a lovely feel for the pass, like McCann, but are also, you know, terrific grafters. Melamed has, you know, we had this, the discussions, I think back to the discussions we had when Melamed settled in and we wondered, you know, come the turn of the year, might he be there, might he not be there, what's going to happen with this guy, you know, as he kind of tried to keep fit on his bike in his hotel room. What an intelligent signing he has turned it to be, you know. Um, I mean, it, it, it looks to me that they're playing this kind of mainly 3-4 two-one type of setup with Melamed able to push forward to assist Kane if, if Kane's leading the line, you know. Um, and in the midfield, you know, you, you just kind of look at, you know, what you're now seeing from likes of Rooney who can pitch in with all sorts of things, Booth on the other side. Craig and McCann, I think, have got graft and intelligence in the middle, experience and, and youth combined. Wotherspoon up front, you know, nobody has to sell me on, on the, the benefits of Spoonie. I think he's a terrific player, always have done. Melamed, highly intelligent. Kane leads the line, intelligent, smart, wins fouls when he needs to, brings people into play uh, and tight at the back. And and, and the, the forum, the forum has been really, really good. I mean, other than a couple of narrow defeats to Celtic and Rangers, they are, as we said earlier, on, capable of beating it, capable of beating anyone. So I, I genuinely think that something quite special is starting to emerge at McDermott Park. Um, uh, and bluntly, I fully expect that to be confirmed this week when they win that cup. It's you know, this it's changed a lot since uh, since the semi final, Sean. Um, wasn't that long ago, but. I'm not, you know, you could, he, listen, he's shocked us a few times with team selections, Callum. He could go back to the sort of, the same sort of system that, that won the semi-final and you could see a, a Craig Conway coming back in. You could make a case, certainly for Murray Davidson, though I wouldn't play him if he's, even if he's, if, it, if he's fit, because I would, I just, I, I would be, I would be sticking with Liam Craig. I'd have Murray Davidson on the bench. And the other, the biggest decision for me that he's got, I think, is is Tanzer or Booth at left back. That's the one that I can't call what he's going to do. I can, you can, you can. It's a flip of a coin. It really is. You can make a case for both. Booth's played the last two. Tanzer played at uh, Livingston and scored. 
Which way is he going, Sean? Which way would you go? Which way is Callum going to go? Uh, I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but I, I remember reading a stat. It may have been Opta. I think Booth, Booth is, is the more successful defensively, I think. Yes, um, he's got and, that more of a head of him on him, yeah, I would say. I would agree. Yeah. And, t- and Tanzer's, he gives you, he definitely gives you something going forward, doesn't he? So it, it really depends on on Callum Davidson's r- reading of Livingston uh, and and how he wants to start the game. Does he want to get stuck in and go on the front foot and just get into them, or does he just want to cup final, play it safe? Let's just settle into this a wee bit. Uh, that a bit of that will inform his choice there. Um, and and for me. I mean, you mentioned Liam Craig, uh, and Davidson. I mean, when when Murray Davidson goes off at Ibrox, everybody's going, "Oh no!" You know that this is uh, potentially yeah, this is yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, but Liam Craig, in particular against Motherwell, there, he's just been brilliant. Oh, he ran the game, ran yeah, the game, isn't it? Fantastic, and and he just, I mean, and as you say, but earlier in the season, Ali McCann was sort of. I hesitate to use the word shackled, but I mean it sort of looked a bit like that. I know he, he was, he, he was he kind was, of it was a very w- defined role, yeah. And the, the that's this is your remit type thing, yeah. So that 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 robbed him of a lot of a lot of what we'd seen from him at the tail end of the previous season. That sort of ability to get forward and the timing of the runs and and the the danger that he can he can pose going forward. So Liam coming in at this stage of his career, great great intelligence. Uh, in terms of how to sort of slow down a game and how to push and pull and and, and just sitting and screening in front of the back four, he's he's, he's sort of tailor made for that at this point. Um, and he, he just he lets Ali McCann go. Yeah, yeah. with his with his discipline, you know. Um, so that is a really tough one because Murray Davidson gives you stuff as well. I mean, he's he's extremely combative, as we all know. Um. For me, I think I, I kind of agree with you. I, th- I think I would stick with Liam in the middle and have Murray on the bench as an option. Because he coped, he coped fine with uh, oh, him and his, his midfield colleagues, coped fine with Marvin Bartley in yeah. the, the league game, which was a big worry of mine. So I think they've, they've proved they can do that, whereas you would think Murray Davison up against Bartley, who is their main man, is is a natural one, isn't it? Just to negate their sort of main strength. So... Yeah, it's but at left, but at left back, I think whoever he goes with, I think that will be an indication of of of, of the an mindset. Approach. Yeah, because yeah. if point. he goes with Tanzer, I think it's going to be we can take from that that look. He, he's basically saying, "Let's have a go at this lot here. We're, yeah. we're on the front foot. We're going to have at it." And I think if he goes with Booth, it's not to say that Booth doesn't have that in his locker. It's just that I think that that indicates a little bit. A little bit more of a conservative approach, and, and just let's just let's just be a bit gentle here and make sure we'll make sure we're keeping it tight. I think that's, yeah, that'll tell you something. Jim, I don't. I mean, I co- I covered the game at Hamden, but so you, you were watching on the TV. Mm-hmm. Did you get a feel in the semi final that Saints froze a wee bit because they were under the cosh, weren't they? They didn't start well against Hibs. Is that is that fair? And is it a worry for you in a final with so many young players in the team, or do you, do you think the old heads like? Like Liam Craig and David Wotherspoon and you know players like that. You know, Xander Clark's not young, but he's, he's you know he's 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 got a good few years under under his belt now. Does are you are you concerned at all on that front 
that the game could pass them by? No, I, I'm always less concerned about how a game starts than how it finishes. I think that's, that's the blunt truth, you know. And, um, <clears throat> you know, irrespective of how, how they... You know, they started, I mean, the bottom line was at the end of the day, what's the score at the end of the day? And, and in the semi, it, it was a handsome a handsome win, wasn't it? You know, Kerrini, Kobe, all on the score sheet. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, in terms of Livingston, I mean, I, I don't, you know, again, I kind of come back, and I know this is fair, Livingston have, have, have performed phenomenally well this season. But there is no way that St. Johnston, as an established Premiership side, would be going in to play Livingston, a team they beat just a few weeks back, two one. You know, um, there is no way that St Johnson will be going in there fearful. They will, they will be respectful. They'll know what Livingston are capable of, and vice versa. Um, but th- th- there is no way, you know, on God's green earth, that, that St Johnson will, sh- will or should be going out in that park thinking other than we can win this. We have the tools here to to win this, and they do. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how how will go with it. You know, how the, the lineup will go uh, with Callum. I'd be surprised if he makes many changes, to be honest with you. I mean, I think, thinking back, uh, Tanzer actually played in the 2-1 game, didn't he? Um, uh, that they won, but I, I don't see... Scored. You know, uh, yeah, and, indeed. I mean, I don't That's see many changes. Don't see many changes, you know. I mean, I, I think the Murray Davidson one intrigues me because I'm a, I'm a big Murray fan as well. But I don't know, you you know, you guys are, are dealing day to day with you know with, with Saints, so you'll have a better indication coming back from <clears throat> from the training ground of how he's looking in training, how he's feeling, how is the injury going, and all the rest of it. But I would be tempted just to you know to, to, to go with the side that won at the weekend. I mean, you know, if you go into a game and you've won three 0 against tough opponents, I know Mother will have kind of are a strange team, you know. Um, uh, but but they've got plenty of ability and to go in uh, off the back of a three 0 win at Fir Park, I think, to meet Livingston, um, I, I, I'd be very very tempted to go with the side that you know that that, that came away with that that result. I mean, I just I just think to myself, there's plenty in that Saints lineup, irrespective of how he you know how he plays it, and I assume you'll go with that kind of three four two one system, you know. Um, I, I think there's more than sufficient in there to, you know, to to, to bring a win back. And the bench, you know, the bench. You look at. I'm always a great believer in the modern game. Of, I say the modern game, but you know, looking at the bench and looking what you've got to bring off off the bench. And and, and if he sticks, if he sticks, and you know, uh, uh, with with the side that he had last week, then he's got you know Tanzer defensively to bring on. He's got Conway to bring on. He's got a Halloran. Um, he's got Stevie May. He's got, he's, he's almost got a Bryson. He's got an embarrassment of riches uh, to to bring on. So I mean. I think you know if you go into a cup final and you start badly, you you've got time to pull it back. But I don't see any reason why they, they should start badly or start nervously uh, against Livingston. I think Callum's by nature cautious. I don't think he'll send um, the troops out to you know it'll not be tora 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 attack attack attack. But I think um, you know they'll they'll be they'll be pretty switched on. I think Saints on Sunday, and I I just think looking at that side, you know the the kind of the, the, the duo of McCann and Craig in the midfield, and depending how he goes with the backs, Booth or, or Rooney, um, and you know I just like that front three: Melamed, Wotherspoon, and Kane. You know, I, I think there's just there's so much there's a lot of energy there. there there's intelligence, there's craft, there's guile. Um, I, I I think you know that that it looks to me like probably the same team would start. Maybe one change, I don't know. Depending, as you say, defensively whether he goes with a booth or a tanzer, depending how he thinks the game will go. But I mean, I I, I would I'd be very tempted just to stick with the, the team that came off the back of a three 0 one who will be full of confidence. Before before we wrap up the cup final talk, Sean. The living this 
does are you are you more comfortable now that uh, you know that unbelievable run that Livingston were on has has come to an end and they didn't they've not bounced straight back from it? Uh, are you do you like the fact that they'll now maybe be starting to have we we doubts and his you know David Martindale will be will be uncertain over his over his team selection because of not because they're in form but because some are maybe dropped off it a bit. Does, has 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 this has the final come at just the right time? Basically, you know you you can't do anything about it. You know if the if the final had been played three weeks ago, would it have been a totally would would you have expected a totally different game than the one you expect to see on Sunday? It doesn't hurt for St Johnston that it's happening now. I don't think it doesn't harm them at all. Um, had it, had it been being played, well, yeah, I mean it was St Johnston that ended their winning run. Uh, yeah. other unbeaten run mm-hmm. if you like um at the start of this month um and, and that's the most that, significant thing i think sean sorry yeah. that, that from a saint's point of view that they've beaten them i mean it wasn't a hoodoo in the case of one of these that you know like not winning at ibrox for decades or something like that you know no. but but the the livingston did have the better of saints this season yes they did before that and and, and actually i mean you look at it, it was a 2-1 win but uh, i mean the manner the manner of the performance yeah. Could have been more than that. Could have been more comfortable. Yeah, so I think that 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 will give them, yeah, that will give them a lot of confidence that they can that they can go at Hamden and and do something against this team because they'll they'll be carrying the memory of that and and the nature of it. It wasn't a scraped win. It was actually pretty comfortable, really. Um, so they'll definitely take that and it'll do them some good. Um, Livingston since then have lost three 0 to Dundee United. Uh, and then drawn with St Mirren uh, last weekend there. So, I mean, have the wheels fallen off? I'm not sure I would go that far, but it, it, it's certainly the momentum's gone at this point for them, I think. Yeah, it needs to be uh, refound. Yeah, there's nothing to say that they can't refound it, but it needs yes. to be refound. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, certainly, the, the the fact that the, the cup final is happening now is it's it's not a bad thing for Saints. I think it's uh, it, it's that the the situation in general falls falls in their favour. I think more than it does Livingston. I think they David Martindale will be doing his work all week to try and fill them full of confidence to remind them of that run they were on to to. To get back to that feeling of being a side that was on a roll that, that felt that they were unbeatable. Yeah, it was intimidating teams, weren't they? Let's Absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, but the but the reality is that that, that it's it's they haven't won in three now, um, and that, I mean that, that that's that's planted a seed. It must have surely, and I'm not saying that that's that's a killer for them because as yeah. you say, they can they can refind it. But I certainly think it's it's. It has to be. It has to be there. It has to yeah, be a factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the the timing. I think for St Johnston, looking at where they are and looking at where Livingston are, I think is is, is good for Saints. I, I think. Well, between right. I think. The, sorry, Eric. I think the balance. I think no, no, right. the, bal- the balance of the psychology. I think is is, is with Saints now. That, 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 you know, despite my uh, my uh, optimism, my great optimism. I'm not by any manner of means. Uh, dismissing Livingston, I think any team with kind of likes a Forrest and Pittman there, you know, and uh, Bartley and you know a, a Bartley and it contains Big Ambrose and all the rest. Of it. I mean, uh, you know, has obviously something about them. We know that from the league form this season, but you know the way they've slipped, um, losing to Saints and United in, in the last season and drawing with St Mirren and Saints on this this very good run. Um, and and you know having beaten them only a couple of weeks back and then having beaten Motherwell, I think the balance of the psychology tips 
you know, and, and strongly enough in St. Johnson's favour for this one. Well, from Jim's rampant optimism for St. Johnson's Cup <laughs> final chances, would, would, there wasn't so much rampant optimism for for United's chances at Ibrox, and you you were certainly proved you were proved right on that on that front, Jim. But how how do we look back on on that game, Sean? It was Rangers have found their they've they clicked back into gear, didn't they? From the sort of stuttering professional workman like Rangers to so once they got in front, <coughs> excuse me, it was the old Rangers, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rangers at this point, we were talking last week about how, you know, that maybe they haven't been at their absolute best the last few weeks and, and they've got this European game to contend with and that will maybe take something out of them. Actually, despite the fact that the European game was closer than they would have liked, I mean, it's an away win in Europe and that's that's obviously done them good as well. So, I mean, I think that's that's given them a boost, if anything. And, they, and they've just come back. And, you know, in terms of the scoreline, if not the performance, because certainly for the for the first sort of period of the game, United were pretty good. Um, but in terms of the scoreline, they've just swatted United aside, haven't they? And that's, that's for me, I mean, they're, they're now just cruising, cruising towards the title. They know it's theirs. Uh, I can see them swatting a few more teams aside this season, to be honest. I think they're absolutely full of confidence at this point. Um, even You can see that in Europe as well. I mean, going away from home in Europe and winning at this stage of a European competition, albeit against you know Royal Antwerp, and you can say what you like about the quality of the opposition. I mean, they're still a team that's in that stage of the Europa League. So they're not rubbish. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I go away from home, put four goals past the side in Europe. I mean, you don't do that unless you're, unless you've got some swagger about you, um, which they clearly have. And United, but I think they're just on the wrong side of that, to be honest with you. And it's, we talked about timing when we were speaking about St Johnston there. Just think the timing was wrong for United. And United had been doing all right, it was kind of going yeah, yeah. in the right direction. But Rangers, I think you know they were maybe going the other way, and they've gone away in Europe. They've done that. It's given them a big boost, and they've come back and just. I, I think they they are now they are now cruising towards a title and United won't be the last team that get that get four off them this season. I think there'll be a good few more. Jim, this strikes me as a must win for United and I mean we've 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 we're we've already said United are safe. They don't need they're not looking over their shoulders. So aspirations for top six, this strikes me as a must win for them against uh, Kilmarnock because Kilmarnock are not Rangers by any any stretch of the imagination. In fact, they're not a very good team. So, you know, as much as we admire as much as mm. we admire Tommy Wright, you know, who I still think will, will keep them up and possibly through the playoffs. But it's a game that Dundee United can target surely. And if they're going to be a top six team, yeah, still a tough enough one though, Eric. I mean, down there you're on a surface that, that most most players are not overly fond of playing. Tommy's got to <laughs> neither um, neither's a Kilmarnock manager. <laughs> got to, <laughs> he's got to no indeed. He's got to get them going though, you know. I mean, and, and it might well be that this is the one. I mean, I, I read nothing into the Rangers result. I mean, to be honest with you, I, was, I mean, other than you know, squandering a few chances early on, um, which at this level you can't afford, you certainly can't afford to do it against Rangers. I mean, th- there is no, and I, and I hate using this phrase, I mean, my old granny from Denison uh, loved the Jers. I mean, I, I, I'm probably unlikely ever to be mistaken as a uh, as a Rangers fan, but you, you know, you cannot deny Stephen Gerrard has done a magnificent job um, this season at Rangers. They're a terrific side, they're a great side, and uh, and it came as no surprise to see them kind of swatting United the side 4-1 you know so you, you put that to your back of your mind because Kilmarnock will be nowhere near the quality of Rangers but there'll still be 
and pretty dangerous. And the danger is just as United, you know, with three games to the split, are fighting for that, um, you know, that that top six place, which I suspect is going to going to evade them. I just have that sneaking feeling it's probably going to evade them now. Uh, Kilmarnock are fighting to to ensure, you know, that, that, that they uh, that they can pull away from Hamilton, who've got a game in hand over the bottom. I mean, I'm, I'm really surprised to see Kelly <coughs> down there second bottom of the league with, you know, the great infrastructure and everything they've got down there. So, you're up against uh, dangerous dangerous opponents, but in saying that, you know, they're a side who, well, I was going to say they're a side who, you know, concede readily. They've conceded 42 goals this season, but guess what? So have United, you know. Um, and, and in terms of goals, for United have scored 27 and Kelly have scored 26. So there's, there's not a great deal between these two sides, you know. Um, Funny thing, I know, and, because you, you would feel, it feels to me, if that, that stat does actually shock me because Kilmarnock feel like a team that never score, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they really, their problems are, are at the top end, aren't they? Yeah. And there's yeah, a lot I mean, hanging I, on whether Kyle Lafferty, if, if Kyle Lafferty turns out to be a good signing, I think Kilmarnock will be fine. If he if his best days are are, are too far behind <laughs> uh-huh. him and he can't get anywhere close to his old best, I think they're I think they're really struggling. But um, you you that you confident for United in this one, Sean? Um, yeah, sort of. I mean, they they are kind of uh, <laughs> they they again. Uh, do you know what this talk of momentum at the start of the program's got me absolutely fixated on this issue now <laughs> and I don't think that getting beat off United, uh, uh, Rangers sorry, by the scoreline they did has, it shouldn't dent them too much um, because you know, it was, uh, I think we've said before uh, some of these games against Rangers and Celtic you look at them as, as just free hits basically park it afterwards yeah absolutely so I, I mean in, in the respect that United had kind of turned a corner and were, were, were doing fine then I still think momentum's in their favour because you look at Kilmarnock's recent form it's abysmal I think they've lost eight in a row <laughs> That's not is, momentum even, even no, I can tell you that John Absolutely that is, that is <laughs> Not really the type you poor. want anyway that's, that's, that's heading towards Neil McCann territory Oh well you're, we're not ready for that <laughs> section of the, the podcast How many did he get to? What was the, what was the record of uh, do you know what? I, 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 Should have done our homework. Really, I yeah. hated. Yeah, we should have done. You throw in a stat I, like that and then don't <laughs> can't back it up. I know. I'll, don't worry. I'll look it up afterwards. Yeah, go um, get your, uh, you get on your phone and I'll go back to Jim. <laughs> go back to Jim. I mean, how do you how do you see the the top six overall then, Jim? I mean, are you thinking? Are some someone I used the phrase on Twitter last night, treading water. You know, they, they're, they're picking up points, but it does feel like they're not quite surging. Over the line like they yeah. were. Saints, I think it's a lot will depend on what happens on Sunday. I think if St. Johnston win the cup, I think they're going to get top six as well. But how how you know the fixtures? United's look like the toughest. So I, I mean, I do. I I think United need to win on Saturday. I, I, I think I think you're probably right. I mean, you know, once once Saints bring the cup home, let's be positive. Then they've got to. Um, They've got to travel down to Hamilton. They've, they've got to meet Hibs at home, and they've got Ross County at home. Now, I, I, I you know, um, none, none of those are easy games. Eric. It doesn't matter how you're looking at. It. I mean, we're, we're now at the stage where guys are starting to see the realities dawning on them. Um, not so much the realities of being the top six. I think you know players can probably live with not being in the top six. What players can't live with is the prospect of reduced pay packets if they find themselves in the relegation zone and tumbling into the black financial hole of the championship. So. 
Minds are now becoming really concentrated. St. Johnson's mind has been concentrated on making the top six. That would be great, you know. Uh, extra finance, extra prestige for the club, the whole bit, you know. Um, whereas Hamilton's is, is, is concentrated on getting away, you know. Chipper Rice is concentrated on getting away from the bottom of that table. So it makes them tough. It makes them tough opponents. They're not, they're not easy opponents at any time, despite the fact they're languishing there at the bottom. Hibs. You know, well, Hibs are top six anyhow. So, Saints welcome then. Does the pressure go off a wee bit in, 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 in the, the middle the middle of the three? I don't know. And then it's Ross County. Well, <clears throat> I'm a John Hughes fan. I know a lot of people think John Hughes is kind of some kind of old. I mean, John often gets this kind of, he speaks like a, you know, a dafty Felice, uh, son of a Leith docker. John John was miles ahead in terms of sports science and sports and diet and, and loads of things in the game early on. There's a lot more to Yogi than meets the eye. And I think he'll turn, he'll turn. The, the boiler suits and pajamas. Yeah, no, they will become a decent. They'll become a decent kind of a decent force. So I mean, I I, I think that basically what what you're what you're left with now is you've got to beat what's in front of you. It's as simple as that. You know, you can argue the merits and the demerits of how tough this game is. You know, who's got the toughest run in? Um, at the moment, quite simply. It's in it's in Saint Martin's hands. They've got the you know the they've got the the two point advantage um, o, o, over United and and three over Saints, uh, and they've all played the same. So it's in Saint Martin's hands. The the the, the, the issue then um, you know comes in terms of the the um, the run in now. <clears throat> I mean Saint Martin have got to go to Ross County on Saturday, and I mean for them too. That that I saw. One of the guys I follow on Twitter is quite a prominent Scottish lawyer, and I stay in touch occasionally with um, the former uh, St. Mirren chairman. Um, and I think both of those have been suggesting this is a must win for for St. Mirren. They then got they then face Rangers at Ibrox, mm-hmm. and then you know they, they they finish off their last one again against Hamilton. You know so. Everyone's got tough games going into this. I mean, I, I, I like what Jim Goodwin's done with St. Martin. I, th- I think Goodwin has got a great future in the game. Um, he was within half an hour, I think, was he not, of getting the Dundee job. You know, maybe they maybe the wonder now oh, whether, they, whether, <laughs> whether they should have gone there, you know. But uh, the, the bottom line is, at the moment, um, it, it's must-win games for them all. Um, the, the, the baton is in, in St Mirren's hands they can only drop it but there's every possibility they will drop it I, I don't for instance see them beating Rangers and I'm not even sure they'll take a point off Rangers who are now just absolutely on cruise control um, for the league so you know St Mirren have got to beat Ross County I think on Saturday but there's every possibility that the three point advantage they've got could be wiped out uh, at Ibrox and I would expect it to be which means that Saints and United have then got to make sure they don't drop anything in the next three games and that's quite a tall order yeah, well, you you mentioned Neil McCann. Have you done your? Have you done your? I'll Aye. give you a bit. I'll give you it a bit was, more was, time. Actually, it was seven in a row. Seven in a row. There we go. Then, so they're already worse. So they're beyond that. Yeah, you you'll be you'll be hoping for a. a no, you won't be hoping for. Well, you because you'll be because Dundee will be out of the playoffs if you get a Neil McCann v Tommy Wright in the playoffs. But anyway. oh, crikey! Imagine be one for the one for Sky Sports. Let me tell you. Or whoever's got the games. Ah, they all have the players. Anyway, I, I digress. Dundee. <laughs> Dundee. You know something, Sean? I think we get... A, I don't know if you pick up on it, but I think of all the clubs on our patch and of, and of all the, the sort of the sort of stages that the clubs are in just now, I think we get accused of not giving... not putting Dundee under the spotlight the same as we would other other and James McPake in particular, as we would other clubs and other managers, and that he gets an easy time from us. Um, 
And that basically Dundee are just sleepwalking into another season of nothingness that's just going to evaporate away. How would you how would you respond to that sort of? Not, I'm not speaking about you personally here, Sean, but just in, in general that that we let Dundee off off the hook for what is just a season that is just going nowhere again and another awful, awful result. But yeah, can you see that? Can you see why Dundee fans would think that way? That they just they're already thinking. Pff, we're not going up this season under 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 James McPig. Uh Yeah, I can see why they they would be thinking that, and um, with with I mean with with good reason. I mean Hearts are Hearts are well ahead in terms of the, going for to win the league, so they're not going to be overhauled. So now we're into the playoff discussion again, and we we know how difficult that is to get promoted through the playoffs because it hasn't it hasn't happened frequently. Um, it, it's it's weighted against the team in the playoffs because of the sheer number of matches you've got to play. I mean, it's 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 basic stuff. So yeah, I can absolutely see why Dundee fans might be looking at the situation and going, "Oh well, that's us, another year in the championship." Because uh, I mean, you don't you don't if you're James McPake and if you're a Dundee player, then you don't you don't you would hope you're not thinking like that because you, you you've got to go for second now. You have to. There's anything below second is not good enough. It really, I mean, really isn't. And, and I, I think I've said that a few weeks in a row. Now, when we've been discussing this, I think anything less than second is, is underperforming. Because if you look at the players that they've got, there's, there's no way they should be scrapping well, that's what, that's to finish fourth. That's, that's what's making me... I mean, and, and I have to come from this from a point of view of saying I haven't seen Dun, Dundee in the flesh all season. So you, you you guys both have. Jim, you've you've probably been the most of us to, to Dent's Park. I mean, I'm, it makes it makes me angry when I when I'm seeing results like Saturdays coming in for Dundee. I don't know about you, Jim. I mean, really. I mean, the players they've got, and you know, you can, and it's almost you could almost have predicted that result as well, didn't you? Couldn't couldn't we? You yeah. know, or that that type of result. There've been so many of them, and how many times are we now hearing? You know, the the messages coming out afterwards about you know, about, you know, this will show if can if they're players are big enough to play for a club like Dundee it just I mean if 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 I was a Dundee fan I would be utterly utterly dejected with with it well <clears throat> Eric look I mean I, I've tried to be as positive as I can uh, about Dundee um not that long ago, in the greater scheme of things, I wrote a piece saying that, you know, that if you appoint a young manager like James McPake, you've got to back him. You've got to lend support, you know, that John Nelms, who effectively is is, is the, the main go-to man at Dens is, is kind of whatever John's title is now, you know, <clears throat> and Tim Keyes is the owner. They've got to back him. And I, and I think they've done they've done that very well. I mean, they've you know, done it. There's been a... Oh, they have, but I mean, the players, the players they've got, they've that squad. And, and, yeah, absolutely incredible. So... You've got to back them. Now, you know, we, we live in times where, you know, Celtic fans wanted Neil Lennon, who won, you know, goodness knows what at Parkhead, wanted him at the door. We live in times where there's Liverpool fans calling for Klopp to go, you know. Um, so n- no manager is exempt. That's Sadly, that's the nature of the game that we're in these days. You know, people people look and, and, and they call for the head of people. The, the kind of worrying thing is here that Dundee fans just seem to have lost... You know, the zip has gone, the air is out of the balloon. It's almost as though they expect this sort of stuff. Now, you know, they, they come off the back of a, a defeat at home to Queen of the South, who, you know, Dundee's wage budget will be much, much bigger. They've got, on the face of it, 
a squad much more talented going to the south. They lose a few weeks earlier. Uh, sorry, they lose the you know the, the, the week earlier to well, a couple of weeks earlier to Wraith Rovers three one. You know they draw with our broth. No harm to any of these clubs. They scrape by Bonnie Rig Rose, and just before that they beat Hearts three one. You know, I, 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 coming off the back of good wins against uh, Aloha and 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 Queen of the South as well. You know, uh, having kind of you know blown three three uh, against Dunfermline, they lack consistency. They are unable to put a consistent run together, which, which would, you know, which would indicate that something's not right. Whether it's the coaching, whether it's the tactics, whether it's the players. You know, you can't you can't just lump all things on the manager. There's a combination of things that have gone no, on here. No, of course you can. So. I, I, I think the problem here is, you know, Dundee really, Dundee really have to kind of, you know, come, not come out and say, but you know, we're going to get a clearer picture of what are Dundee's ambitions? What do they think of themselves as? Do they think of themselves as a premier premiership club, which they should be? You know, they, they will still be potentially the outside of United because United have the bigger support now. There's no getting away from that. We can done all the bit about potential if this if they were doing that if they were doing the next thing. But you know, potentially they they are still the seventh biggest supporter club in, in Scottish football. You know, they've got the ability to play to four or five thousand. They're doing pretty well, um, but they weren't getting that for for a long, long time. They 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 are stuck in a, 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 a no man's land. It's like never never land. You know, we we, we they're neither fish nor fowl. They're struggling in this league, which you know we know that Hearts have got a much bigger budget, but. Second place with the squad they've got should absolutely have been nailed on. And, so and Jim, sorry to interrupt, but folk, Hearts fans are saying it's a poor Hearts team. You know, it's a poor, I mean, Hearts, yeah, Hearts fans aren't happy with yes. their team and the way they're playing, you know, but they're, they're still an absolute Hearts, country right. mile ahead. There are already Hearts fans that, that, that want uh, uh, want. To, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you guys all acquainted with Alexa Lawrence Brody, who, who who was behind the scenes at Hearts for a long, long time. Yeah. He's a big critic of what's going on. Loads of them are big, big critics. Ewan Murray of, doesn't seem very happy with it either. Ewan Murray's not. Yeah, that's on you. Ewan's never happy right enough, you know, unless he's writing <laughs> about the golf. Um, but but no, I mean, the, the, the truth of the matter is here, you know, from a Dundee perspective, bluntly, it's not good enough. And I think the time is coming. It can't be far off. Where I think the powers that be at Dens are going to have a decision to make. <clears throat> are they going to write the season off and continue and say, well, James is a young manager. We back him fully. We give him time to develop because we can see where he's going. We've got some good youth coming through. Um, you know, these kind of things. Or we can add to the squad or Tim Keyes is still fully behind it. And, you know, we still plan to move stadium and all of that. You know, all of these things. But the problem is at Dens, as we know, that, that John Nelm speaks about twice a year. So, you know, never mind us as journalists, Dundee fans really don't know what's going on. And and you kind of just sense that there's a slow strangulation of this one's great club uh, going on. And, and uh, you know, m- many Dundee fans of my acquaintance, there's, there, there's one that lives down the road from me, you know, just a, a near neighbour who, former director at the club. And I think he's almost in despair as well, you know. And it's just, it's desperate to see it. It really is desperate to see it. I mean, you look at League Two, I know they've got games in hand. I mean, they've games in hand over Queen of the South, but games in hand, hand are, yeah, are, yeah three in hand over them. But that's not points in, in the bag. I mean, you know, if, if they win their, their two in hand over Dunfermline, they're up to a point behind them. But, yeah, but there's just been that lack of consistency, that lack of killer touch. And you look at them as a team, and you look at the side that they can put out and you think that's a side, frankly, that should be able to cope with pretty much anything that's thrown at them. And and, and it was against Hearts, not only cope, you know, but but to, you know, to win handsomely that day. You know, you look around the side that they've now assembled with Cummings and So and McMullen and McGowan, Charlie Adam. 
I mean, there must be a fortune going out in wages. These are all quality players, and yet the league position doesn't reflect that. So, you know, it's I I I think there are big decisions that are probably looming at Dens Park. That would be my that would be my my imagination. Well, Sean, I think they need they need that longer winning run that you promised us about three or four weeks ago, don't they? It's it's going to take something. Listen, the but I think I mean we do, we do always come back to you know you. Can, we do always come back to the fact that this this is a weak, weak season for the championship and Dundee will be in the playoffs. You know, this, there isn't the jeopardy that there was in previous seasons, you know, when, when Ayr were much better, when Inverness were much better. You know, Dunfermline are better now than they were back then, you know, but even Queen of the South were much better. There isn't the same jeopardy, so they, Dundee are going to find themselves in the, in the playoffs. But if they're going to convince any of us that they could do anything when they get there, they're going to have to show a hell of a lot more than this, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. We've got to see more from this team. Um, I think you mentioned earlier there was there was something James McPake had said about seeing whether players were, were big enough to play for the club. I don't, I don't think you can look at players like the ones that are there, like Charlie Adam, like Osmond Sowell, Jason Cummins, Paul McGowan, and say they're not big enough to play for Dundee. Of course they are. Of course they are. So I don't think that's the issue. It has to be something else. Or however he phrased um, it. I can't remember the exact word, but it was along, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, yeah, 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 are, yeah. are you cut out for this type thing? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and, and to be, <laughs> he's maybe not referring to those players, to be fair, but I mean, it's just, <laughs> are there other mitigating factors? Yes. It doesn't help that they've had so many games off. They've tried to play this air game four times now and it hasn't worked out. They've got three games in hand. That has... Again, momentum. We're back to this overarching theme here, aren't we? They've not, they've not been able to re-establish any since the since that winning run they were on came to an end. Um, they, they they haven't had the opportunity to build anything. It's so stop start since then, and that's that's not ideal. I don't think any team would want to be playing like that. Would it affect uh, any other team in the same way? Possibly. Quite possibly. I mean, I don't think anybody can deny that that having a run of games once you get if you're a, if you're a football player and you've got a run of sort of ten ten games back to back, whether it's weekly or some through the week or whatever, I think you get to a certain level of sort of sharpness and match fitness that it, 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 it's superior to what it is if you don't have that build up. You can only do so much when you train. You you don't you don't train it like ninety minute game intensity every day you can't so does it take something away from players absolutely probably yeah I think it does and uh, has that had an impact you you could probably say yeah James McPake might say it shouldn't have an impact because I see how they train and they train well it probably uh, that's probably him sort of trying to back his players a bit or trying not to make excuses or make it sound like he's making excuses but I think it probably has had an impact We've got two games in hand on Dunfermline, so if they beat, if they win both of them, they're one point behind them. At that point, you think, right, okay, it's on, seconds on again. Um, but it's these, it's these ifs. Yeah, there's a lot of ifs that with Dundee. So it's always, it always seems to get to this point with Dundee. That's why there's, there's no like, point well, in particularly wasting much time in previewing the merits of a particular match with Dundee just now because it's just you know it's they're all, it's be they're all off. you know they're all <laughs> it just feels. Yeah. You know, the the opposition doesn't really f- seem like it, it unless they're playing hearts. The opposition doesn't really seem to be a big factor in, in these games coming up. But there's another just to throw 
something else in the mix for Dundee this season. One of their old managers is, is back in and certainly not in circumstances any of us would have liked to have seen, you know, obviously, you know, you know John Robertson very well, Jim and myself and Sean less so, but both have had, we've had dealings with him as well. One of the, one of the good guys in the game and we obviously wish him well, but Neil McCann back in, back at Inverness Cali in a, a sort of interim caretaker basis. How does that one, Listen, obviously it came as a, a huge shock that that was the, the scenario for Inverness in the first time, but are you, are you equally surprised that McCann's decided to put his head above the parapet again? Well, it kind of came out of the blue, didn't it? I mean, you know, firstly, uh, you know, it's always incumbent in these situations just to see, you know, not that he'll be listening, I suspect, or, um, but, you know, John Robertson's a guy I've got a, a heck of a lot of time for in the game. I've dealt with him over 30 years and he's a, he's a lovely guy. He, he, you know, no question was over off limits to him. He took offence at very little um if you're up covering when he was managing, he'd have you in the in the, the office having a cup of tea and a blether and, and things like that, you know. So I, I really I'm really vexed for for for, for his troubles and I, and I hope that you know football becomes secondary in these things. So I hope he's kind of back to 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 good good kind of fighting fitness and good mental health very shortly because he's a, he is a he's a smashing fella. Um, but to the point in hand, um, we Terry Neil McCann coming back in. I mean, an interesting one because you know he'll he will feel that he's got something to prove. I mean, at Dens he wanted to play. Um, uh, you know, a, a certain type of football. He probably felt hard done by. Um, it went badly wrong for a, for for a for a man managerially who was a great hero of Dundee fans as a player. You know, um, and that's never nice to see. Now, whether he can, whether he can, you know, turn things around at Inverness. Um, is arguable. He, he, I mean, here's the, here's the intriguing thing with Inverness and tying Dundee in as well. We're talking about Dundee needing to get, you know, and, and theoretically, if, if they can. You know, if the players that they've got can perform to where they should be, they, they should be able to take that second spot. Here's the worry for Dundee, and, and, and Inverness are, are tied in with this, because Inverness are only two points behind Dundee, same games played. But Dundee are actually only three points off second bottom place. You know, they, they've played a game uh, fewer than Air United, but they're actually only three points off second bottom place. So if, if Dundee didn't, you know, didn't win their games in hand. I'm sure they must win some of them. Then all of a sudden, they go from a team that you're talking about potentially being second top to a team that could be second bottom. And Inverness are in exactly that, that same boat. That's what Neil McCann has inherited. He's inherited a side that after 14 games have got 18 points. So <clears throat> he's got a bit of work cut out for himself uh, as well. There's no great budget. There's no new players can be brought in up there. So he's got to suddenly try to tactically... Um, and, and 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 you know motivationally switch switch things round. Um, whether he can do it or not will, will, will remain to be seen. But fair play to him for putting his, his his head above the parapet. Neil Neil will not be short of a bob or two. I think he's he's probably been quite a, you know he's earned pretty decent money in, in 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 the game and all the rest of it. Um, but he's still taking a chance. I mean, reputationally, um, it's hard to see what he's got to kind of gain up here at Inverness. It's a very, very tough task indeed for him to do anything dramatic. But that, I suppose that depends on on the expectations. I mean, we know the people up there. I mean, the chairman of Inverness, chairman, in fact, is um, uh, is based in Dundee. He's a, he's a partner of... Uh, John Gibson, pal of mine, who almost bought Dundee United at one time. They're, they're in the same, one of the same companies together, you know. So, um, 
And of course, the, the CEO is the former Dundee CEO, Scott Gardner. So, uh, yes, indeed. The, the local, local connections all around with Inver, in, Inverness, Cali Thistle. So, I, I hope Neil McCann does well. I have to say, for all the stick he took, he was always um, very good to deal with. I always found him uh, fine to deal with. Things didn't work out for him managerially at, at Dens. Um, but I have to say, I'd be more concerned with with Dundee two points above them and how they do this season. I think, you know, kind of coming back to that, um, there are huge weeks ahead for Dundee and, and I think much of it will much of it will indicate. I mean, another season in this championship for Dundee, I think, would be, would be desperate. It would just kind of not, it would knock further. Like, it's like kind of putting a, pet, a, a tent down in, the, a, 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 in a howling gale. You know, it's hard to see them not getting blown away if they don't escape this league this season, it really is. I mean, they're just kind of, you know, they're struggling to to impose any meaningful sense of the journey that they're on Dundee um, this season. And, and, and as I said earlier on, I think big decisions are looming at Dundee to, for the future of that club. Glad you said you're putting a tent down in the end. First you said you're putting a pet down. I thought, well, that's going <laughs> No, they're putting, they putting a peg in the tent. They're getting blown away. Listen, <laughs> 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 just, to, just to, finish, to finish up, Sean, I mean, every manager has to reflect on, you know, or every manager should reflect on the good and the bad in your, your previous job. Neil McCann's had a lot of time to do that after after Dundee. If you believe, you know, informed sources, he was on the, he was on the shortlist for, uh, for Hearts when uh, Robbie Nielsen got the gig. So, the, you know, there are people who, who still think very highly of him. And listen, I, I saw his... For me, folks, folks is probably the wrong word. You know, things in his in his managerial uh, ways, shall we say, that I think you know let him down at, at the end. But I also saw the you know you could see qualities there as well. So if if he does, you know, sort of if he has put that time to good use and and he comes back, you know, with with the all the sort of the assets that he's got, you know, the ticks in the box and you know, he there are there are he has different sides to his, his managerial personality this time around. It it could be a rebirth for him, couldn't it? Potentially, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've spoken to people who have been on coaching courses with him and stuff. It was this would have been a wee while ago now. I think he, he did his badges, but folk who were in the same groups as him, and they've they've all said coaching wise, unquestionably good. He's very sharp, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a very a very very good coach. Um. And I, I mean, you could see elements of that at Dundee at times with, with with the kind of football he was trying to get them to play, and 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 the little spells where it was fruitful. Reflect, yeah, it was it was really really good. Um, at, at other times, there was a sort of, I think the the other side of that coin is there was there was a, a an intransigence. There was an unwillingness to sort of bend that vision. Playing for the sake um, of playing, yeah. It was, it was, at, at certain points. And I think that, that lack of pragmatism cost him. Um, so, I mean, he'll, he will he will do things his own way. I'm, I'm 100% sure of it. Um, it's whether his own way has, has sort of evolved to uh, bring in a bit more of a, of a horses for courses philosophy, if you like, at times. Because I think that was, that was, that that was probably lacking when he was at Dundee, and I think I think ultimately at, at heart 
it hurt him. Sean's spot on with us. I mean, sometimes don't don't take this the wrong way. I mean, it's, it's only in a general a general skiffy as we used to say. But I often think of Glenn Hoddle um, when he used to take England training sessions. He would do things in training as a manager that the players on the park couldn't do, and there was a a festering sense of resentment often. I think to, towards him. The problem with Neil McCann was Neil McCann as a player was a really talented and gifted player. He was a lovely player, terrific player, lovely touch, lovely balance, movement, pace, the whole bit had it all. Um, and I think the problem is when you're a player with that kind of gift, when you've had those kind of gifts, when you've been bestowed and, and you're a grafter as well, which he was, when you've got players that can't meet those standards, I think you can struggle to, you can struggle to understand why they can't under, uh, they, they can't do it. And, 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 and Sean used the word intransigence. I think that's what, that's the difficulty. It's very hard when you've got those talents, trying to figure out why other people with lesser talents can't, you know, rise to the to to the level that you played it yourself, but sometimes they just can't, and that's where pragmatism comes in. There's no point in asking somebody to run the hundred meters in ten seconds dead when his best time's eleven. You know, it's just not going to happen. And I think that's that will be the key this time to see whether or not he's prepared to be maybe be a wee bit more pragmatic than he was last time round. Well, it's going to be it's going to be intriguing anyway, isn't it? It's a, he's another another strong personality back in the game, which is which is always good for us and. Mm-hmm. I do. I believe Dundee are playing Inverness soon as well, which is even better. So, <laughs> anyway, cheers, guys, and we'll be back next week. Thank you very much for listening. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.